Welcome to Epiphany Fellowship's podcast, where our goal is to see people everywhere show off the glory of Christ in every area of life. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged by today's message and will allow the Word of God to dwell in you richly. We thank you that Jesus just is. That's a good word for you. God, I bless you and we thank you for the opportunity to be refreshed. You said you'd give times of refreshing. God, I pray that you would show us, show us yourself and make yourself strong, even in such what would seem like to many as a dismal time. Will you break yokes and shackles? And show us that even in a time that we're in, that you are who you say you are. Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God, our strength and our redeemer, in whom we trust. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody agree with that said? Amen, 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 amen. Well, I'm glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I'm glad that we get to mobily connect and all of those of you who are on here, we are thankful that you're with us wherever you're watching us from. We've had people watch us from different places, and we want to greet those of us who are our guests, those who are our first-time visitors, if you will, um, by visiting uh, through uh, our stream. And so many of you have been an encouragement to us over the years who followed our ministry, and you become honorary epiphanites. And so <clears throat> we thank God for you. Thank God for everybody that's streaming. Thank God for our team being here, some in the midst of difficult times, some in the midst of okay times, but we want to thank all of our team that helped us to be here today to be able to make this stream work. And we thank you also for your continued giving and your continued support of the ministry even in these times. Well, during this time, we're not right now. Um, at some point, we'll probably get back into the order in the church series. But today, um, felt led to jump into another psalm. Turn with me to Psalm 91, verses 1 through 7. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 7. Um, Here we go. It says, The one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge And my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. He himself will rescue you from the bird trap, from the destructive plague. He will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be your protective shield. You will not fear the terror of the night, the arrow that flies by day, the plague that stalks in darkness, or the pestilence that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, the pestilence will not reach you. I'd like to talk about today in our time together out of Psalm 91. What to do when pestilence arises? What to do when pestilence (coughs) arises? 
um, I was uh, complaining to one of our media team about um, where, uh, how, you know, my, my, my camera that I use for Facebook Lives and different things. And, I, you know, when I'm on there, I'm like, man, I, I wish I had a better camera. And uh, he, he began to inspect the specs on the camera, the webcam that I had attached <laughs> to my computer. And as he began to, uh, to, to, to assess the specs that was on, and he began to realize, he said, this is a decent camera. It's not like a top-of-the-line camera, but it's a decent camera. And, and he came to me and he said, well, I, I want to tell you something about this. There, there's nothing wrong with your camera. Your camera has no issues. Your, your issue is not a camera issue. Your issue is a lighting issue. He said, he said the quality of this camera is good enough, it, but it can only be maximized when the right lighting is put in place in order for it to maximize its ability to have the output that it was made to put out. Because he said, you can have the top of the line camera in the world, but if he says, if you had bad lighting, it won't maximize what that camera was created for. And I'm letting you know right now, people of God, I believe that we're in something that God has allowed us to be in. And, and, and I believe some of us are feeling like our lives are on the down low. Our lives have, have been downscaled. Um, but, but really, sometimes when difficulty happens, sometimes when challenges happen, God is trying to put you in a situation to show you how low your light level was. And what he's trying to do in your life is he's trying to put you in a position where you can strip down all of the falsities that are around you in order that the light that comes from the truth of the word of God can shine in beautiful ways in your lives, shine in glorious ways in your lives so that you can see God. But some of you have had more stripped in your life over this last week and a half than you've ever had in your life and you're bored and you're frustrated and you're experiencing losses. But, but one of the things I, I want us to do is I want us to begin to shift. I want us to be able to shift our focus off of how much we don't have but how much we can press into God in this time of pestilence in order to maximize the amount of light that he wants us to see. He, he wants to show you some stuff. Don't waste your time uh, complaining about how bad things are. God wants to show you something in your life that he would have never been able to show you if you were at work today, if you were getting ready for tomorrow, if you didn't have, God has put you here for a purpose. And so I'm so glad for that reality and our lives. Well, the Psalms, I love this because the Psalms are a beautiful section of Scripture. See, uh, all Scripture is beautiful. The Psalms are a bit different. Uh, uh, um, the, the, the Psalms are broken up into what we would call different ones, and everybody has kind of their take on it. What, what, what different genre of songs? You know, like in music, we have country music, we have rap music, you know, we have gospel music, and even within gospel, we have different genres of gospel, different genres of country, where there are different genres of the Psalms, and those different genres are, 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 help to engage and pull on different emotional strings that we have. So you have a praise song, that's them shouting song, bless the, pray, sing to the Lord a new song, that's them, that's them joints that light the church up. You know, songs of trust, you know, uh, I put my trust in the Lord God, all, my, all that kind of stuff, a lament song, God kill them all. You know, that's a lament song. Kill, kill everybody. I hate everybody. God, I'm sick of this life. You know, then you got the psalm of thanksgiving where it's not praising. It's just saying how thankful the psalmist is 
and meditating on how good God has been to him. Then you got those royal songs, like Psalm 2 that talks about uh, the messianic lineage of Jesus Christ ultimately pointing to him, but pointing to the Davidic king line of David. And then you got those Torah Psalms that, like, like, like uh, a Psalm 119 that kind of reminds you of the Torah. And then you have the, just, just Psalms of wisdom that help you not to be stupid no more. You understand what I'm saying? But, but, but uh, you know, in here, this is probably a psalm of trust. Psalm of trust. Um, psalms of trust, really. And sometimes you'll have hybrid psalms that kind of pull, have those different elements in them. But then there's usually a primary kind of, a primary kind of topic and theme. And this one seems to be a, 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 a psalm of trust. And one of the things I like about the psalms is most, the rest of the Bible speaks to you. But the Psalms speak for you. Psalms help you to say what you can't say yourself, but you're thinking it inside of you and you're feeling it inside of you, but they put it in the words. It's just like a good song. You know, like sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide roll away. Lord, have mercy. Look at, look at y'all feel it already. Y'all, y'all so churchy. Y'all feel the Holy Ghost on sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. Just that song that speaks for even the whistle in that song. <whistles> anyway. I ain't nah, my whistle, they dry right now. We ain't gonna do the whistle right now. <clears throat> but as we look at this psalm, and we look at the psalm of trust, there's a lot going on here. So I got one point for these verses. Uh, when we talk about this idea here, what to do when pestilence arises. Number one and only point, family God, name a danger and God can protect you from it. That's, that's the point. You, you name the danger and God can protect you from it. Uh, um, look at verse one. Look at verse one. There's so much here. <laughs> it says, the one who lives, I like that, who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells under the shadow of the Almighty. It's two synonymous ideas here. It lives and dwells Most High and Almighty. Uh, protection, actually it's three. It's, who, uh, it's lives, dwells, it's protection, shadow, and it's Most High and Almighty. Isn't that beautiful? It gives you a double take of all three things. Now, when you talk about lives, uh, the old translation say, he who dwells in the sense of all shall abide under the shadow of the mind, can be translated that way. That the idea of both terms in the context of this synonymous parallelism means to linger. <laughs> means to linger. Now, 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 if you really understand what linger means, lingering means to be somewhere that you want to be. Help me today. To be somewhere where they want to be and there's no time in how you feel about you being there. Okay, let me, let me see if I can make it plain. See, that's how we're supposed to be with God. There's supposed to be this sense where you're not hurried when you get before God's presence. There's a sense in which you, 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 should, you, should, wanna, you should be so wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, in being with God that, listen, that you, 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 you have no restrictive uh, disposition of what it's like to want this to end. Let me see if I can make it plain. When I was, when I was in high school, we used to have, you know, you know, little girlfriend, boyfriend stuff, you know, you know. And I don't know if you, you ever, I, I know all of, all of y'all, you know, y'all was, you know, talking about I kiss dating goodbye, you know. 
Some of us, you know, had girlfriend, boyfriend, all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, you'd be on the phone with somebody, you start at nine o'clock at night. You know, I don't know if you ever had this happen. And then next thing you know, you're on the phone all night. You know, you're talking all night and it's like three or four in the morning. That's why y'all snickling. Y'all snickling at home too. And, 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 and it's funny, you've been on the phone so long because you like this person, you feeling this person, and, you, and, and it's funny, when it's time to get off the phone, they say, nah, you hang up. Y'all remember that? You hang up. Nah, you hang up. I will never hang up on you. You know, I mean, it's just that kind of disposition. And, and, and the sun ends up rising, and you're like, okay, I guess we got to get on with our day. But I, I hate to hang up with you. That's what you should be like with the Lord. You, you, you should be like, I hate to hang up on this conversation, Lord. I, I, I hate for this thing to end. I, I hate for it to stop. See, to live in the shelter of the Most High is to be in a disposition, family, where you're like, God, I love being in your presence, and I don't want it to end. I don't want it to stop. I don't want to feel like I've hung up on you, but I want an, an ever-ending, ever-living experience with the living God. There's so much in this passage. It says, talks about God being the Most High and the Almighty. That word, Most High, it's a beautiful term, but before we get to most high, he, it talks about him protecting us. Idea over and over and over again. You're gonna see a pattern in this psalm. You're gonna see who God is, what life is. Who God is, what life is. And, and you'll see over and over and over again as a life issue comes up, God's bigness comes up in the midst of it. You're going to see it in a second in the pattern of the psalm. It's, it's a beautiful pity pat kind of deal going on here hermeneutically in the passage. It's kind of like the dance of difficulty and deliverance. Help me today, God. But, but he says he protect, protection means hiding place or, or covering for us. Uh, most high means the highest. It speaks of Yahweh's supreme rank. Now, why would it call him the most high as if there's other gods? Well, in antiquity, there was a sense of other demonic gods out there who ranged all over the place. And what's beautiful about God is is calling him the most high. In other words, even if enemy forces are attacking you, God is higher than any force that's trying to come against you. And so he says, he who dwells and lives in the shelter of of the protection of the most high will dwell under the shadow. There it is under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty. I, I love this because when you talk about this idea of shadow, when you, it, 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 the idea is a, a bird covering her chicks and, and, and them feeling protected and not even being able to see everything, but then it calls him El Shaddai. It mean, El Shaddai means mighty king. You know, the, 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 the one who judges Almighty God, the one with absolute power. I, I, I like it, let's make it plain this way. Him being El Shaddai, or or, or Almighty God, means he's the source. Now, you're not going to feel it right now, but many of us get scared about our resources because we don't realize who's the source. Now, understand the word re is in front of source, (laughs) meaning that the re-up gets its sourcing from somewhere else. So you're getting mad at the resource 
for, for that you don't have, not realizing that you can override the resource, because resource is just re-giving you what it got from someplace else. But if you are a believer in Jesus Christ, you're in contact and connected with the source. And so you can you can go around the middleman and say, I'm here and with and God, I need you. I don't need this to get the grocery store ain't your source. <laughs> your job. Hear me today. Your job is not your source. If you don't recognize that what you're mad at that you're not getting, stop being mad at your boss for firing you. Stop getting frustrated because you got laid off. Because listen, that was just a mechanism that God used to funnel his sources through. But God is so big, he doesn't need a source mechanism. God, God, God doesn't need a vending machine to put his products in to give to you. God can just show up in the, in, the, in, the, in the manufacturing truck at your house and open up the back and just start dollying stuff into your crib. I wish I had some help right there that knew that God was El Shaddai, that God is your source. So you better recognize that you don't need the middleman like like, and what God is showing you, what, what God is doing is God dried up some of y'all artist engagements. Some of y'all people that y'all make y'all money and offer of certain things. And God is like, listen, I want you to calm down and look at me. It, it, look at me. Have I ever left you out there? Have I ever left you hungry? Have I ever left you? Don't think because of what you were able to do on your own. Because the Bible says that God can give to you while you sleep. Anyway, I got to move. I got to move. Verse 2 says, I will say to the Lord, I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I Trust, it calls God a fortress. Fortress is a military term that is used of how soldiers would get cover when the enemy's attack was coming towards them. In other words, during times like this, your mind can get attacked in powerful ways. Like because when you look at where your bank account is and how much, God, I got a few days, God, I got a few weeks. And then people sending you them crazy messages, you know, that, that, that look, 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 on Monday, they meeting and the national God is going to shut everything down. You better go to the store and get food. I mean, everybody been sending me all kinds of messages, you know, and, and, and it's nothing wrong with responding to things, but you have to be careful that you, that you trust in fortifying yourself. You do what's necessary, but what I'm talking about is your emotions, because in a time like this, I, I, I'm not talking about not going to the store and talking about God. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about that, that emotional up and down with where things are because so many of y'all are dealing with depression and frustration and you have to be careful of letting those things rule your mind. You have to have a safe place. And when you get in God's presence, when you get in the word, when you put on, you need to make you a worship list to, because the, the, you need something that helps your mind to transcend where things are. Because if you don't do something to help push you into the presence of God, if you stay in the presence of where you are, you're going to lose your mind. 
I, I, I'll never, but, 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 but always strengthen your mind with that which is a worthy fortress in the time of mental war. Let me see if I can make a plan. I remember we was trying to get this building, uh, this building right here. And, um, and um, I had a guy come do uh, an inspection. He happened to be an architect. He began looking at the building. He was like, my goodness. I was like, what's wrong? He said, nothing. He said, I mean, of course it needs upgrades. He said, but they don't build them like this no more. I was like, what you mean? He said, man, it's 38 inches of concrete and steel between each floor. He said, he said, he, he said, it, it, this building is, he said, if you just keep the roof on this thing, he said, this is your own good. And he said, listen, this is meant to last like 500 years. He said, son, this will outlive us. He said, matter of fact, I'm going to let you know this. If America ever gets under attack, I'm coming here. <laughs> he was like dead serious. He said, because this could stand a war. Did you know the presence of God could stand a war? <laughs> Do you know being in God's presence can stand a war? And you need, you need to begin to put your phone down. Me too. Put your phone down. Turn YouTube off for a little while. Turn Facebook off for a little while. Turn this and that off and just say, God, I'm, I'm going to read some stuff I haven't read. Some of us start and don't finish books. So let's get in the scriptures. Read the word of God. Pray. Press into his presence. Learn different things about the Lord because many times during this time, God is trying to shut some things down because the enemy wants to start some mess with you. Okay, look at what the verse says. Verse 3, it says, He himself will rescue you from the bird trap, <coughs> from the destructive plague. Now, what's interesting is that this, every physical attack that they went through in antiquity was mostly motivated by spiritual forces. How do I know? Because in Job chapter 1, when those attacks happened, it was spiritually motivated. Right? And so there, there were spiritual attacks, there are physical attacks, help me today, that are motivated by spiritual attack. I want y'all to really hear me. Physical attacks that are motivated by spiritual attacks. So, so why is that important? Because this bird trap was one of the main ways that they would snap and capture birds and, and grab them and, 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 and take. He said, he said, this is how the enemy does me. But what's interesting, what's interesting though, is how we're acting now, uh, in, in the midst of having this viral outbreak that we have, because in, in everything that we're going through, we, we're fighting an unseen enemy called the coronavirus. And we are using sanitizer, we're using soap, we're using water, we're stocking up food, we're quarantining ourselves from the possibility of getting affected by an unseen force that can prove fatal for us. In our daily lives, listen, we need to know that the unseen devil is setting traps for you. So the same way that you sanitizing and washing yourself, doing all them things for something, so for something that you can't see that can actually impact you in the physical is the same way you need to sanitize your soul, help me today, from the trap of the enemy so that you can recognize that even though the coronavirus is invisible, you act like it's real because you've seen its effects. Well, I know you've seen the effects of the devil in your life. I know you've seen how he's gone crazy. You need to prepare, listen, to fortify yourself from the works of the enemy just like you work so hard to wash your hands to, to create social you need to create some social distancing from the devil how about that how about that tell my devil get away from me I might catch something 
You know, that's what we must do. Because why? It says he has a destructive plague. Listen to what this, this, this destructive plague means in Hebrew. It, it's a disease. It's a plague. It's a pestilence. It's a pandemic occurrence of sickness that causes widespread death, often with association with the judgment of God. And so see in all of that, family, how we could, how, how, how even the Bible even talks about these things. Look at, look at verse 4. It says, he will cover you with his feathers. You will take refuge under his wings. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. You will not fear the terror by night, the arrow that flies by day. In other words, he's trying to get himself in a place where he's not allowing himself to be frustrated and fearful about what's happening to him. And, 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 and there's a way to get to that point. I was watching, a bo- I watch a lot of stuff on boxing. I'm a big boxing guy. And one of the boxers was asked, do you ever get nervous before a fight? He says, the only time I get nervous before a fight is when I don't train well. He says, when I don't train well, I don't know what to expect. I don't know, I don't have the confidence that I need. He said, but if I did, if I maximized my training regimen and worked on my training really, really hard, then the fight is a walk in the park. He said, he said, because if I've done what I needed to do in training, when I get in a fight, I know they can't hold me. That's the way it is when you get in God's presence. Your confidence comes from being with him. Uh, your com- Many times, I- I'm going I'm to I'm be transparent with you. There are some times where I've been working on a sermon and everything's not coming. And I'll have some stuff written down and it'll kind of be together. And I'll be like, Lord, you know, you're you going to have to work this one out today. I've been in your presence, and I get up, and all the stuff just drop out on me. You know what I'm saying? Why? That's because God, we have to trust God in our process of everything in our life. And then he goes and he says, the plague that stalks in darkness or the pestilence that ravages at noon. It's interesting. We don't realize in our lives as believers that the greatest thing that we need rescue from is not the coronavirus. The greatest pestilence in our lives is our sin. (laughs) And the only thing that can rescue you from that is Christ. And during this time, guess what? God is showing many of us bad patterns in our life. God wants to show us things about ourselves that he wants to relinquish and challenge and open us up to. And know what the gospel does? The gospel is there for you in order for you to open up different areas of your life. This is amazing. To open up different areas of your life that you would have never opened up unless this God caused this time a pause. I'll never forget, again, when we first got the building and um, uh, we, we had all kinds of problems, you know, with bats and you know, I know some of y'all like bats, you know, um, rats and mice and roaches and everything, cockro- everything. We, we cockroaches, everything. We raccoons. I don't know what we had. We had all kinds of stuff. And so I remember the exterminator coming to me and he's saying, he said, in order for me to deal well with the building's problems, you have to open up everything. I was like, what you mean? He said, everything that has a door on it, I need you to open it up. 
I said, why you say that? He said, because if you leave anything closed, if I clean those areas, but not the closed areas, I'll clean these areas, but I'll, you'll open up something else and it will re-affect all the other areas. During this time, I want you to open up every area of your life that you can. I want you and I, as, we, as I close this, because we're going to spend some time doing the stream, we want to pray for some of you. But there's some things that God is opening up in your life during this time, whether it's fear, overwhelming fear. And usually fear, overwhelming fear, comes from a disposition of a lack of trust. And there's some areas in your life where God wants to override your fearfulness with his faithfulness. I want you all to begin going into uh, the chat there on the stream, and I'm going to get ready to invite Pastor Nyron up, and we want to begin praying for you all. We want to begin praying for you all. We want to begin praying for you all. We want to pray for you because we know that there's a lot of pestilence. That's, and, the only, and like I said, the, the, the only pestilence is out there is not the coronavirus. There are other things in our life that are being pests to us. And one of the things that may be a pest to you is your lack of belief in God as your resource. That may be it. And some of us may be dealing with, you can bring it up, dealing with a ton of depression and frustration and just all different types of things. And so I would love to see some of you We'll start and prime some of this off, but we want you, we see all hundreds upon hundreds of people in here in the chat and we're looking at you. I'm going to just shout out some people as we're doing this. Hi, my wife, Yvette. Hi, Joy. Hi, Leona. Bridget. Cherry. Austin. Whitney Roberts. I see y'all in here. Lydia. Uh, Ashley. Monique. I see you in here. Norm. Daniela, Pastor Kurt. <laughs> Thanks for your comment, brother. Praying you feel better. Anybody else? Davon, Mr. Clay Nation, I see you. Jasmine Corey. Who else in here? Ash Bell. Who else? Y'all, y'all been commenting. All right. So, so, so let's um, let's pray. We we have one up here. It says, please, please, please pray for me. Um, my mom is in a nursing home and I have not seen her in 15 days and she is nonverbal. Oh, let's, let's, Pastor Nyron, we got to pray for that. Um, I'm going to start with that one and you'll grab the next prayer. Father, I pray for, you don't have your name up here, so I got to um, pray for you. I want to pray for this um, person's mom who's in a nursing home and is non-responsive and she's unable or he or she is unable to get to that family member. Lord God, I pray for protection. I pray for comfort and God, we pray the Lord God for connection. We pray, we know, I know for my father before he passed, having had been in a, uh, a nursing home and grandmothers in our family being in nursing homes is that you're always worried about will they get the type of care for them that a family member would give. God, I pray in Jesus' mighty name for them right now that you would touch 
and agree and give unadulterated strength and connection and the ability uh, in the midst of this time to engage. Also, we have here from Ricky Mason. He says his um, grandma, she has cancer all throughout her body. And so we want to, uh, her, her, her name is Dorinda. Um, that's one. Um, also, um, praying for a lot of people dealing with depression. A lot of people dealing with <clears throat> depression. Um, and then lastly, a prayer for intimacy with Christ and to make decisions uh, well uh, during this particular time. If you could jump on that, Pastor Nyron. Father God, we are grateful that you are with us in this time. I think even of uh, your son in the garden crying out to you, mm -hmm. Lord, as he was about to go to the cross, being honest with you about not wanting to go through it, yeah. Lord. I'm saying even to his friends, couldn't you pray with me just a little bit, mm. Lord? And so we see even in the life of our Lord and Savior that when we go through difficult times, when we have trials, when we have difficulty, when our minds are, are wrestling with what we're going through, that you are a refuge for us, Lord. And so I pray over these, uh, your people who are wrestling and struggling with mm. concern about loved ones who are sick with cancer. Would you heal that person? Yeah. Would you comfort the hearts of those who can't get to their loved ones, who can't encourage them, who can't hold them, who can't even lay hands on them and pray for them, Lord God? Yeah. We, we, we touch and agree uh, in the spirit and say that we, we are laying hands on that person even now in the spirit and asking that you would encourage. Yeah. I pray for those who are wrestling with the depression and discouragement. Lord, would they pour out their heart before you because you are a refuge for them, yeah. as the Psalms say? Yeah. Would they turn to you, Lord, who is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit, Lord? Would you give wisdom? Because your word promises, Lord God, that if we, if we lack wisdom, we can come to you because you give generously. Yeah. And so would we turn to your promises of your word in this time, Lord, and look to yeah. you because you are close and near and you meet our needs, emotional, physical, in every way you are with us. Lord, we pray for um, people like Anna, uh, who was a member here, her and her husband Enoch, and we pray for uh, others in our church who have babies that are on the way. A couple of people have from the church have babies that are due next week, uh, and then people are just pregnant. We're praying that you would give them all safe and successful pregnancies. But God, we also pray for them that you would, in this time, that you would keep their children um, safe. Keep mama safe. Lord God, touch in the mighty name of Jesus those wombs and help the husbands to be there in strong ways, Lord God. And Lord God, I pray that there would be no illness and no challenges and no backups at the hospitals, that they would prioritize the bringing of life into the world. Yes. Lord, will you do that? Will you, will, you, will you touch the fruit of the womb during this time? People have kind of made the joke there are going to be a lot of babies born during this time. Well, praise God. And God, we're just praying that you would touch these families and help them not only in their resourcing, but in their healthiness yes. in bringing children into the world. We got a lot of stuff on cancer, Pastor Nyron. Cancer, anxiety, mental illness, and praying for parents that they can't get to. So it's, it's, it's quite a bit of that in here. Uh, yeah, so, yes, absolutely. Uh, Lord God, we lift up again uh, health. 
Uh, health is one of those things that often uh, points out to us our limitations. Well, I can remember when I was sick and just realizing there's nothing I can do. Uh, there's nothing that those who love me can do. Even the doctors aren't sure what's going on, mm -hmm. Lord. And we remember that Christ, when he showed up, one of the main testimonies of who he was was the fact that he could conquer disease. Yeah. That that testified to the reality that he was the Messiah. This was the one who the doctors couldn't do anything. I think of that woman with the issue of blood, that she had tried everything. Mm -hmm. But when she came to Jesus, he healed. Yeah. And that demonstrated the power of, of who Christ was, that this is the savior of the world because he can conquer yeah. those things that we have no ability to come against, Lord. And that Christ, that Christ is the same Jesus that we have access to through the gospel. That because of what he did in, in crushing sin and death on that cross, that we can now come boldly to the throne of grace and receive help yeah. in times of need. And so we, we, Lord, we lift up these issues that we can't deal with, that they are beyond us. We come to the one who healed that woman with that issue and say, Lord, would you heal? Would you deal with those who are sick? Would you touch their bodies? Would you, would you go beyond healing their bodies and heal their souls if they don't know you? Well, would you be at work in this time to show off who Christ is? Because miracles, that's what it's about. It's a, it's a, a testimony. It's a pointer to this is the one in whom you can trust. Yeah. Because he has the power to deliver. And so, Lord God, would we get the physical victories that we're seeking from Christ? Would we see that those victories are only to point us ultimately to who he is? Yeah. And would we put our trust and our faith completely in him. Amen. God, I thank for what Mercedes just put up. Mercedes just put up praying for um, students and families during this time. Uh, she's just talking about parents probably during this time who, you know, I'm hearing people, man, I'm going to have to homeschool, you know, struggling during this time and, you know, having to homeschool, but then have to work. And so trying to figure all of that out. Let, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take that one. Lord, that's a that's a widespread problem y'all come on up that's a widespread challenge that's going on where <clears throat> teachers are having to adjust to the rest of their school year um and as they adjust to their school year parents who are going to have to figure out what is life like now lord what is life like now what is what is life like as it pertains to how i'm going to educate my kids and maybe some parents have had some educational struggles on the, in their own right. Lord God, I pray that you would touch, touch, Lord God, parents and give them clarity and give them the support that they need. Help the teachers to be able to support in whatever way that they can. Lord God, we're praying for your breakthrough with families and that the kids will be educated. I pray for those who also aren't going to graduate this year physically. I know that this is year 2020. That's probably a claim to fame. They've been looking forward to this, Lord God. I pray that you would touch those who are disappointed that they're not graduating in the same way that they would have graduated. Lord God, will you be gracious to them? Will you bring shalom to them? And will you even make this in some way a celebratory year, even though they're not being it? Kids' proms, we're looking towards proms. So many different disappointments. They may seem like cynical and basic things, but Lord God, 
I know you're concerned about the things that are concerning to us if it's not a bad thing. Lord, I'm praying for this ICU nurse now who's in the ICU and scared about um, not having, I don't know what PPE is, but I'll just pray for that. And I'm scared for so many of your coworkers and colleagues. Lord, I'm praying for um, um, Milen. Lord God, I'm praying um, for Milen, Lord God, and all those workers who work in the hospital. Lord God, keep them safe, Lord God. Keep them healthy as they are risking their lives to serve us, Lord God. And God, I pray that you would be a, 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 a sun and a shield, as the psalm says, Lord God. Lord, you're a shield to them, the lifter up of their heads. God, lift their heads, Lord God. Help them to have great bedside manner and encouragement, Lord God. But help them to be, uh, be cautious and follow all the protocol to keep themselves healthy while they try to get others healthy in the mighty name of Jesus. Y'all can hum a little bit behind us if y'all want to. Um, whatever y'all singing. Yeah, there you go. Yes, 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 yes. Also pray for wisdom during these times. People that are decision makers. Praying for the decision makers, Pastor Nyron. Um, mainly. I, I, I'll leave that up there. Praying for decision makers. Um, and families who had to postpone their loved ones' funerals. Yeah. Lord, we, we certainly lift up uh, all those who are in government, you tell us uh, in your word that we are to pray for those who are in positions of authority for kings and, and leaders, Lord God. And so uh, right now, as we are uh, in very many ways reliant on our, our leaders to, to lead us well through this time, the health officials, the, uh, the governors, the president, the senators, the congressmen working on stimulus bills, all those different things that are happening, Lord. Now is a time when we need our leaders to have wisdom. Lord God, and we know that wisdom comes from you, and we also know that the heart of the king is in your hand, and you turn it whichever way you will. And so I, I pray, Lord God, that you would fill their hearts and their minds with wisdom, that as they make decisions about the economy, make decisions about medical supplies, and, and how to use the various resources of this nation, would you give them wisdom? Would you bring the right ideas to mind, Lord God? Lives are at stake. Lord, and so we cry out asking that you, the ultimate governor, the ultimate president, the one who rules and reigns over all things, the, the king of kings and the Lord of lords, that they, they are under you. And so, Lord God, we pray that you would pour out wisdom on them and give them the, 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 the strength and uh, the perseverance to persevere through the, the long days and the long hours that many of them are involved in. Lord, give them wisdom. And I pray as well for those uh, Lord, uh, husbands, wives, mothers, fathers, uh, Lord God, daughters and sons who may be losing family members in this time and because of uh, the virus are not able to, to even say goodbye in, in a proper way, to, to have a funeral and gather people together to, to celebrate the lives of their loved ones. Yeah. Lord, my heart goes out uh, to those, Lord God, and we pray that you would comfort them. Lord, that you would draw near, Lord. If, if, if somebody can't put their arms around them, that you would, uh, Lord God, because we know that you promised to be near to those who are brokenhearted. So we pray for a special sense of your presence for those who have lost loved ones or those who might even right now in this instant have loved ones who are in the ICU and they can't go be with them. They can't hold their hand. They can't even pray over them, Lord. I, I pray for comfort for them. 
I pray that you would send even ministering angels, that you send angels to minister to Christ. Lord, would you send your angels to minister to those who need you in this time, Lord God. Be with them, we pray in a special way. Lord, I pray for the brides that um, had to postpone their weddings. I know that is a major crushing disappointment, Lord God, for those families that had to disappoint, that had to postpone weddings. Lord God, um, I pray that you would grant them self-control, comfort, and that they won't be financially or economically impacted by that particular loss, Lord God, of not being able to do that wedding because I don't know what the financial situation would be with those, Lord God, but all the details to be worked out, Lord God, because marriage is a very special institution to your heart. And so, God, will you touch each and every family, touch the man, touch the woman, touch them, Lord God, and I pray that they would be able to expedite their wedding so that they can be together and grow in life in every single area of their life. Um, those, um, We thank you, God, that we want to thank you for some things. I want to thank you for our government postponing all evictions. Um, we thank you for that, that are not going to, they, they're postponing it for months, but we also pray that, Lord God, after that particular time, that they would have housing, Lord, that there would be no housing issues. Students that had to go back home or, or wherever, I pray that they would have a place to stay, Lord God, that you would touch them. I'm praying also, Lord God, for somebody's health care got dropped. Lord God, will you restore them to health care so that they can be able to be covered during such a time as this, Lord God. Thank you for your grace on their lives. We got Uche is asking, I'm planning on sewing face masks for healthcare workers. If you're in Philly in our area and our further, I'll please email her. Okay, cool. You can see her email up on here for those. Um, praying that someone, several people that are dealing with physical illness would trust God during this terrifying time. Would trust God during this terrifying time. Lord, uh, we always need greater faith uh, in you. Uh, one of Christ's sayings, oh, you of little faith, he would say. And he would say that because of his realization of where we are, but also of who he is, that we don't have to have little faith because we have a big God. Lord, and so I pray for those who are wrestling with their faith. I think of the man who you asked and he said, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Thank you that we can be honest with you when we struggle, when we struggle to believe, when we struggle to trust in you. And in this time, particularly if we have, we're in that, those higher risk categories, Lord, it's, it's very understandable that we are wrestling, Lord, with, with, with thinking, Lord, are you gonna take care of me? Lord, I pray that we would remember who you are. Remember the legacy of your faithfulness to your people, that you have recorded history of your faithfulness, your faithfulness to Israel, your faithfulness to Abraham, your, your faithfulness to, to Paul and to Peter, Lord. We, we can see over and over in your scripture that you're faithful to your people. Whether we get ill or not, you are still faithful. You are a keeping and a sustaining God. And so I pray that our faith would be upgraded yes. in this time as we are losing those other things in which we trust, those, those safety nets that make us feel comfortable. Would we know that you are the ultimate 
safety net, the ultimate one in whom we can trust, the one that will never fail us, will never leave us, will never forsake us, Lord. And help us, Lord, to look beyond this earth, Lord, to know that as the, the things of this life are shaken, to look forward to a, a day and an age where we will never see disease again, we will never have disruption again, that ultimately our, our security and our stability is not in this age. It is in the age to come and in the fact that you are coming back to establish a kingdom where disease will be a long distant memory. So even as we trust you for healing, even if we trust you to take care of us, Lord God, help us to look beyond the temporal and look to the eternal, Lord, to fix our eyes and on you and on what is to come and to remember that you are with us even to the end of the age. Lord Dr. Sarita Lyons said, praying for those who are quarantined with their abusers. Mm -hmm. Lord God, that's a harsh reality, Lord God, of having to be quarantined from a person that you're quarantined with. Lord God, I pray for those who are dealing with abuse and this quarantine has been a further enabler of that environment for them to remain in of abuse. Lord God, I pray that you would find, help them to find a place, another place to be quarantined safely or that their abuser would be removed. We're praying not for them to remain with their abuser, but for that situation to be removed in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord God. You always dealt with abuse throughout the Bible in very, very uh, challenging ways where you challenged um, those who, whether they raped somebody, you, you had very strict laws, Lord God, on those who would rape somebody or abuse someone. Because they said it was like taking someone's life to abuse them. And so, God, I pray that you would cover the ab abusee, Lord God, during this time and help them to be in a place, even if it's a child, help them to be in a place. Help <laughs> for uh, one person on here, it was on a list saying that they are a social worker. And touching families who are dealing with all types of issues but then protecting the social workers who still have to do care visits Lord God to homes I pray that you would uh, touch them and help them to remain safe cover them with your primary feathers as it says in Psalm 91 as they walk into these places help no evil to come nigh their dwelling even as they go into those situations keep them safe and help them to be a point of ministry God I pray also someone's asking <laughs> pray for us during this time that we would use our time well God, I pray that you would help, Lord God, us to use our time well during this time, that we would not use less of our time for what it shouldn't be used for, but maximize our time. Like the Bible says in Ephesians 5, making them, redeeming the times for the days are evil, making most of the time. Lord, help us to make the most of this time in prayer. Help us who, many whose families haven't really seen them, fathers and mothers who haven't been home this much, to maximize their time with their kids, not feel like they're in a frustrating place because they're around their kids all the time. Help parents to figure out ways in the home right now to make memories. Help them to pray with them, help them to do study with them, help them to do schooling, but also help them to have some movie nights. <laughs> Look, I help them to have some snacks and sit and talk and hear their teenagers and kids' hearts in ways that they've never heard their hearts. Lord God, would you do that, Lord God? Would you, would you make that work for your glory, for families to become close? I pray for singles 
who feel disconnected from family. Lord God, I pray that you would be a far-reaching voice into their souls during this time, that you would touch those who are lonely and touch those who manage relationships. Touch also those roommates that have been having beef. Lord God, help them, Lord God, to deal with their issues and seek ways of developing peace in order that they may live together in peace. Um, we got Mac on here. He's asking, encouraging folks here to earnestly pray for these things today throughout the week. Whatever the pastors are not able to pray for, amen, we can still take before the throne of God. We'll take a few more and then we'll close this time of prayer down. Y'all been up on here strong, up in the hundreds. I thought after the sermon was over, y'all would, y'all would leave, but y'all are still in here. Um, pray for Janet. Hold it, keep jumping. Pray for Janet. I, I, I missed it. I'm sorry. The thing is jumping a little bit. So it's talking about praying for janitors and those who are workers that have to actually clean things. So those who actually have to engage in the cleaning work. Let's pray for them. Amen. Uh, Lord God, we uh, lift up those who, uh, I want to pray for the entire healthcare system. We often don't think about the, the, the folks who are cleaning as part of the healthcare system, yes. but they are yes. Yes. a critical aspect of it. And even in, uh, in when you set up the laws in Israel, you had laws around keeping things clean, Lord, because it was such a, a, a key part of them being healthy and reflecting the beauty and the holiness of you. Uh, Lord God, and we have learned those things through science, but you have even taught us in your word the importance of, of cleaning and, and taking care of things. And so I pray for those who are on the front lines against this virus, Lord, who when they are cleaning things, they may be interacting even with, with, with objects or uh, banisters or floors or those kind of things that are contaminated and they themselves are at risk. And it's an act of courage and an act of service to uh, other human beings and to their neighbors to be involved in keeping things clean, Lord. And so I pray uh, for the janitors. I pray for those doing the laundry of soiled sheets and, yes. and those kind of things, those cleaning and sanitizing the masks that are being reused, Lord God, so doctors and, and nurses can go into their, those rooms uh, with, with clean equipment on to take care of patients, Lord. They're putting themselves at risk. And so we pray for courage for them. We pray for a special protection over them, Lord. I pray as well for those doctors, those nurses, those hospital administrators who are trying to figure out where they're going to find beds and reusing hallways and all kinds of things, converting them to make spaces. Lord, I pray for the manufacturers of ventilators and, 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 and equipment that are needed to care for those who are in need for the entire system, Lord God, that is necessary right now. We, we talk about systems, but we're talking about people that these things happen because people go to work and take care of others who are in need and put themselves at risk. Would you guard them? Would you protect them? Would you encourage them, Lord? They're, they're like those, those Hebrew midwives who risked their lives to take care of the Israelites, Lord. They, they, were, they were healthcare workers who were putting themselves at risk, Lord, and, and you bless them. And so would you do the same for those workers who are caring for us and ministering to us, Lord God, would you bless them and encourage them and protect them as they minister in all these ways to serve us in this time of need? Um, Lord, a couple more people I want to groups I want to pray for. <clears throat> Lord, I pray for um, my wife was saying people with, have children with special needs. Lord God, touch parents who already feel up to their ears in the work, the challenging work of ministering and living with, particularly those who have children that 
will probably never be out on their own. They have special needs. And those parents, they have to educate kids that were in a special education program that was really working and helpful for them. But now they're home and they're not with professionals. Parents are good caregivers, but not necessarily professionals in that area, particularly in education. Lord God, touch in ways that would help them to get remote help that they need in order for their child <clears throat> to be educated well. We pray for transportation workers and drivers uh, who are in contact with people who may get sick, Lord God, cover them. Lord God, now we pray for God, um, those who have coronavirus, that they would recover. We pray recovery over you in Jesus' name. We pray God's healing over you. My favorite verse on healing in the Bible is in Matthew 8, where it says that Jesus went to Peter's house and his mother-in-law had a fever and Jesus touched her hand and she recovered from her fever and got up and served. It said the fever left her and it says, this was done in order to fulfill as it was written, surely he bore our griefs and our infirmities and carried away our diseases. Lord God, I pray that the coronavirus would be eradicated in every person's life watching this, every person connected to a person watching this. Lord God, heal, set free and deliver, Lord God. Heal, set free and deliver, Lord God. And when we accidentally touch where the coronavirus is or come in contact, God, will you shield us? Be a shield, be a protection, Lord God. Be a restorer, Lord God. God, may we not walk in fear, but may we walk in faith. May we live in light of the living God, Lord God, and do all the protective measures that are needed, but help us not to walk in fear. Those who are immunocompromised, Lord God, touch them, Lord God. And, and, and Lord God, be their vitamin C, be their protection, be their immuno-strengthening uh, uh, mechanism by healing and being a shield to them in every single area of their soul and every area of their life, God. We trust in you. We believe in you for release. We believe in you, uh, Lord God, that we would be healthy during this time. Lord God, we believe that we will seek your face during this time. We trust you. We're going to pray and, and, and seek intimacy with you during this time. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you all for being with us. Thank you all for being with us. Much love to you. God bless you. Take care and be safe. May the strength of the Lord be with you. Hello, this is Dr. Eric Mason, founder and pastor of Epiphany Fellowship. Thank you for tuning in today. Hopefully the word of God was a blessing to you. Also, if you want to help us build the kingdom from Philly and beyond, particularly in inner cities, partner with us today. And if you don't know Jesus as Savior, based on his death, burial, and resurrection, place your confidence in him and go from spiritual death to spiritual life. Tune in next time so we can see you go from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity. God bless you. Take care. We love you. We love you.